0: Hey listeners! Impact and influence is supported by CSS Smart Kids, most in-depth and relevant technology training company for kids in 10 to 18 years of age group in artificial intelligence space. It prepares kids for real-world skills required by industry right from their early years while they are still in the India school. Courses are taught by deep learning developers and data scientists themselves thus making skill development contextually relevant they provide trial session on demand if you would like to sign up your kids for their program refer impact and influence to get 10 percent discount on their programs don't forget to use the code impact and influence Hey all, welcome to the Impact and Influence podcast series. I'm Chetna here, your host, a corporate professional turned into an entrepreneur, mother of two amazing kids and a lovely dog. I'm here to help the aspiring entrepreneurs to identify their niche and build a business around them. The intent of this podcast series is to know and learn from the entrepreneurs, their successes, their challenges, their failures, their habits, and above all, how they have transformed as an individual. My dear awesome people, here comes one more story with one more entrepreneur. So let's just dive in. Our today's guest, Mr. Risha Singh, is the co-founder of CSX Market. He's also an author, industry leader, and evangelist in artificial intelligence. He has an experienced executive specializing in marketing and business development in industries such as. Technology, retail, and ed So let's welcome Mr. Vishal Singhu.
1: Welcome, Vishal. Welcome to Impact and Influence podcast series. First of all, I would like to thank you for accepting and being a part of my podcast journey. So welcome once again. Thank you. So, Vishal, can you share a a bit about your entrepreneurial journey? Why did you start? And I know that for a fact, you are a venture for the CSS Smart Kids, also your venture to be uh other ventures also so can you share about your entrepreneurial journey now why did you start how did you start sure, sure
2: so i won't call it uh like two three ventures i i would say that we i have done many small small steps and that's what motivated me or uh gave me a kick that i should become an you know. entrepreneur so first one was in college uh like i did my hotel management from Guwahati and i think had recently come up there and uh the students like I had some friends uh, in first and second year batch there and they used to really like our food. So they always used to say that why don't you create a canteen in IIT? But, you know, all all IITs and government institutions are very bureaucratic. So I tried for some time, but then I gave up. I said, who, who has so much of time that first set up and then run, run a canteen with the college? And I didn't have permission from the college as well. So I was trying to do it on the side. But then they said that... Uh, One of our uh, like our first uh, annual fest is coming up, and our new campus will be there. Would you like set up a stall? So I created a team of about eight or nine best of my team, my senior and junior college team, and uh, we uh, we set up a stall there. And that was against by going against the principal's wishes. So we had to arrange everything from outside, and he said that if you do this, I will fail you. That was a big risk, but uh, he also, we knew that he liked uh, people doing adventurous stuff and uh, on the back end. So, we took that chance and everybody took that chance. Even third-year uh, students were there. They were afraid that if he fails us, what will happen? We'll get scolding and whatnot, but we still took a chance. And it did become a hit. So, it was a three-day affair in IIT-Govati. And so, they were considering that only IITM-Govati can give competition to IITM, nobody else. Even teachers came after us that why don't you set up a canteen. So that it, it would have made it easier, but then I thought let's, let's not do that. So that was my first entrepreneurial stint. Then, um, I went on to study in Australia for doing my masters in hospitality. So I also worked in Olympics in 2000. That was a very, very, very good memorable experience and I saw best of the athletes from across the world, uh, across the counter. So, but then came back, uh, I, I worked, I got some illness after coming back, uh, like change of weather and water and whatnot. So I could not stay in Delhi and I had, I got this. Okay. So went back to Ruti, my hometown. My father was an IT prof there. So while, uh, I, I did some teaching there, uh, to some management students, but then somebody, uh, somebody known from earlier times uh, called me to Delhi for serving in a company called uh, Internet Services Group, uh, so we were marketing Nokri kind of services in India, uh, but they were pretty costly. So those, that was a US company. We were trying to market that in India and managing their site from India. So they like manage, like competing against Nokri on US, uh, pricing was very, very tough. So, so while I was serving there, some of my old classmates found me through one of my juniors who had worked, who was working under him. That, uh, like, he was from IHM Guwahati as well, that junior, and he said, uh, my, my classmate from school, uh, was, uh, his boss. So he said, as you are from IHM Guwahati, you must be knowing Vishal Singh. So he connected me to him, and finally I did, I ended up working in a, company called firstandsecond.com. <laughs> that was, I think, uh, third, second or third e-commerce company, uh, selling books. So I was part of the corporate sales team, and I, that's where I actually picked up the interest in entrepreneurship, hardcore interest. So I found some practices that were being followed in that company were not itself. So, but which I thought I can fulfill, fulfill those gaps. So finally I quit that job and I started the company in the same domain. Like I was, uh, I became a bookseller online. So that was fourth or e-commerce. All bootstrapped, uh, working alone and uh, although father said, why are you doing this? It's, uh, it's a risky game. Not, you have not been from business background. You may not know stuff, but. I said, let's take, it, take a chance. So, 2003 to 5, I ran eTrueValue.com, uh, mm-hmm. And uh, so, there I had many, many good experiences. So, my USP became that I can get any book from any, anywhere in the world, provided author is live. So, which was a lacuna in my previous company. So, they used to take money from customers, but they were not able to deliver that. So, customers used to get very frustrated that money is also gone, book is not, not there. So, I created that as my USP. I, one, one instance I know, uh, I went to HCL library in Noida and they said that, uh, we don't need any vendors. We, we have large, large distributors as our vendors. We won't take you. So I said, I can get you any book in the, in the world. So the librarian calls the VP then and says that this is, there's one guy who says that he can get any book from anywhere in the world and you are looking for some book for months. Have you got that? So he said, no. Just tell him that if he can get that book, our whole library business will come to end. We will become a sole client. So I got that book. Condition was that I will take uh, price of the book plus logistics plus some bit of profit over it. They said done. It was merely $3 book, I think. On some technology, they had uh, started working on two years back. But that book, they they could not get. On Based on that book, they had created the project and started doing it but they could not get hold of that book either. so they said can you get this? so i found out that author is university of technology sydney professor and i have studied in sydney so i roped in some friends there i said do whatever you can i need this book maybe digital digitally signed on a cd and he can directly ship it so all those conditions were taken there of and i paid paid those friends one day salary, so they had to take off from, and uh, finally I built that book for fourteen hundred dollars. It was sixty dollar book. I built that book for fourteen hundred dollars because all those salaries had to be taken care of and uh, I got corporate account of HCL, so they were not ordering from anybody else. So distributors were standing in line. That what what happened? Why is this happening? It was a big account. So likewise, I got many other NIT Maruti, CSCS, corporate account. So that was a good experience. Meanwhile. While doing that venture, I also worked in BPO. Now, you would ask, why BPO? So, I was working as a sole proprietor. Uh, I started alone. I was working alone. I used to get books from Deriaga and pack it and then courier it. Sometimes hand deliver it to clients like Maruti and others. So, it was taking toll on my energy. So, finally, I said, why not use BPO cars? But to do that, I have to join the company. So, I gave 13 interviews. One after another to get into a beat So Excel was the first one to hire me after 12 interviews, and I was just constantly changing one question, uh, answer to one question: Why after MBA you want to do a BPO job? So I I joined that company, but what I did was I was training in the night. So I used to land up in the job at 8 p.m. in the night, have my dinner there, do night shift, 10 hours, 11 hours, morning do gymming, and then. Bathing and then I used to go to, I, I was after HR head's life that I want to volunteer in your department. He said, why you are working in a, in a technical role in DPO? Why you want to do this? I said, I am an I'm MBA, so I want to utilize my skills and possibly serve you. Whereas Motive was something else. Motive was business. So, so at that time EXL was, uh, seventh in terms of uh, ranking, third in terms of food, uh, highest attrition rate. And uh, uh highest uh accidents uh on, on roads uh of cars. So I said let's do some research why this is happening. So I so after leaving in the morning I used to go to HR department. Finally I gave that permission that you can work for two, three hours or four hours as much as you like, but your other work should not get hindered. So finally I learned how to work on Oracle suite of HR, that was a very good experience. And earlier they were giving me very petty jobs like peon kind of work. Take this here, get one coffee and whatnot. But I said okay, I'll do that. Finally, they said this guy is not leaving it. And I used to go seven days without taking off. Even on my off, I used to go there. And they said that this guy is very regular. So they started training on Oracle Suite. And finally, they gave me the work of sorting out the resumes. That work. So they were getting hundreds of resumes every day. So my my motive of going to the resume file was. I wanted to see how many readers are there, so that's where my business will come out. So, so I started sorting, and it came out that about 60% of the people who come in BPO are readers, but then they slowly leave the reading habit because they don't have time; they are always deprived of sleep. So, while I was doing this, I was so I used to volunteer for about three to four hours in HR department, and then try to get possibly lunch by 12. And also go around, uh, before lunch, I used to go around this office, like PSC, I went, uh, NIT, I went in Noida to talk to librarians there. And then I used to take afternoon cab back to home. So by taking some requesting and whatnot. And while in cab,
1: there.
2: Yeah, so I'll tell you. So mm-hmm. while in the cab, I was interviewing these drivers and the people in the cab. About seven or eight people per cab and the driver. So I have to interview all. I have to solve many problems at one day. So I was interviewing driver as to how many hours they are driving. Why are these are so low rating on this uh, transport? Why so many accidents are happening? So I came to know some drivers are driving three days continuously or two days continuously because their second replacement has not come or third replacement has not Obviously if a person is deprived of sleep for 24 or 30 hours, his accident is supposed to happen. So that was another insight. And then I was talking to cab people while going coming back as to how many of them currently read, how many of them have been there for years or months. When, while they were reading earlier, why they are not reading now, how many of them are actually buying books and all those kind of things. I was noting all of that down in my mobile. At that time, mobile had come. I'm talking about 2003. So mobile had come there. So I was noting all of that down on on. So I used to reach home at 2. So lunch is done. And then I used to see from two to seven, eight. I have to again go, right? So this went on for almost uh, six, seven months. And finally, I gave report to that HR head saying that. So I also asked the uh, people if they would like to have a library inside the organ. So many of them said yes, if, because if they can get books from the office itself, they won't need to buy, and they they will save time to go to market and buying and whatnot. At that time, e-commerce was not very very much on. So, although I was running the site also federally, but it was not very popular. So, finally, I gave the report to HR head saying that your ranking will drastically improve if you put uh, three to five people shift in transport, just talking to, like, it's a call center in the transport department, just talking to people across the shifts if they are coming today or not. Because many times, people will scheduled, but they will never board the cab. Cab will go there. It will waste time and uh, energy and uh, petrol, but they will not board. They will say we will come back after, or we will go back. After. So that time used to get wasted. So I said you put up a call center of five people, rotating. Their just uh, job is to call everybody on the ship. Are you coming today? If not, then they have to immediately call the cab guy that don't go there. He's not coming. Yes, he or she is not coming. So that, that saved a lot of time. So it, it saved them almost, uh, I, I told it HR right, that it will save about 2.5 to 3 crores just in petrol car, let alone the driver accident. Then I said that you have to employ at least 50 cabs more to be able to save these accidental things. Because if replacement driver is not there, at least these 50 cabs can take care of others. So that was it. Then I said uh, you have to improve your food. So on food, they were they were ranking badly. Sometimes it used to get finished off or their quality was bad. So I said possible vendors could be these who are serving in these kind of VPUs which are on top of it. So possibly you can go to these. They will give you better food and better quantity. So ultimately that guy deployed it and they said, uh, he said I'll talk to you about after a month after deploying this. He got a promotion because of all that reporting. And, the, but then he came back to me. And he said, how do you know all of this? I said, once well, I have done MBA. And I've been researching people in your HR, in your uh, document, and in the cap. This is the result. And I, my last suggestion is you should create a library inside. That will decrease your attrition rate. It will increase your reputation that you are employee friendly company. You are creating such good uh, services. So, but I can tell you, you will not get more than thirty percent discount in the market. If you, if you get it, great. If you don't get it, you let me know. I'll get you more than that. So he. Created a library and, but he could not get more than 30%. So he said, now how do you, how are you doing this? I said, uh, you give me the order. I will supply all the books at 40% discount and, but I'll, I'll charge one lakh of cash. No bank. Just, they said, we cannot give you cash. he said, you save the discount or you save them. So, but they said, okay, part, partly we'll do this and that. We, we did that arrangement. And so finally library was created. But again, this guy said, how are you doing all of this? I said, I own a business. I own a business and I did all of this. First, I like your company, so I wanted to, wanted its uh, reputation to go up, which it has improved obviously. But uh, I own this business. If you can, if you have to work here, you have to leave the business. They said, I cannot leave the business. I have to leave the job. So then I quit and went to Wipro and I couldn't create anything like that. They are, they are kind of very, very hardcore. No, they didn't let anything like that. Then I went to Dutch. They didn't let me do anything. So I was running business, but then I have to leave those jobs.
1: Your uh, research and your curiosity to understand pe- people, and actually uh, you yeah. know what is that you are expecting, so you didn't jump in and uh, gave your proposal. Thanks. So,
2: but this happens in initial years of uh, any venture because that time you are saying uh, you need to give in time plus uh, resources plus uh, energy. But more the more the time passes, you you age, then you stop doing that all this research and everything goes for a toss then the question comes is how to attract customers in best possible uh, whatever minimum possible price you can offer to but uh, all this research doesn't happen so that's the irony uh, we get we get impatient suppose that so my business was not going well because again i was a sole entrepreneur if you if you don't mind i, I would like to tell you one more yeah about yeah. Business. yeah so please. at that time harry potter books had come so That was so thick book. And the first book that came into India, it it was a huge uh, hype around it. And uh, so I had two clients, uh, Bata and Dabal. So both their CEOs had a bet that my son will get it first. The first copy in the market will be bought by me for my son. So they had a bet and they asked their vendors, like they are their HR people, how can we get it? They said only one guy possibly can offer this. And, but he he will charge up real, whatever, whatever it takes. So, that was for 5,000 rupees. So, he said, fine, I will charge uh, book price plus 1,000 rupees. He said, done. Both of them said, done. So, the deal was, uh, like, 4 a.m. was supposed to be the time of coming out of the book. Like, coming out of the distributor's uh, door. So, I had a very good reputation with one of the guys inside that distributor who was bringing that book into India. So, I said, uh, boss, 500 rupees, But I want this. So, he gave me first copy and I met... Uh, so, these guys were supposed to meet, meet me around the ITO area. Uh, so, I came from the rear I waited for whole night to uh, open one of the opening of those doors. And there was huge queue just to get first hands on those books. But uh, since I had internal setting, I got this book and I met... Uh, so, that Dhabar guy was coming from Gazebar and Bata guy was uh, right next door. So he, his guy, but in spite of that, his guy uh, got two minutes late and uh, another guy came in. He gave me the money and I, so other guy said, what happened? I said, he's gone. You have lost it. So that was very good, again, experience. So seeing them fight over a book.
1: (laughs) So uh, Vishal, how did this CSS smart uh, idea came into existence and uh, what is that journey?
2: So, books business ended in 2005. I went to China and then my brother was uh, in USA and He said, let's do something. So, that time mobile was coming into. So, 2007 to 12, I run sales So, with my brother there in US and funding the operation, I was full-time. 2012, we went bankrupt because foreign companies came into India and they killed our business. So, we were into research, we were into uh, mobile advertising, Bluetooth advertising and whatnot. So, they, they killed our business. 2012 to 15, we both were in jobs again. So 2014 he came back from U.S. So he he was trying his friends with others, but he had lost all his all of his savings. Running a business in India, although government says that they have made it easy, but whatever said and done, it it will still take five years to minimum stand and ten years to success. So 2012 we ended and uh, uh, after getting bankrupt. So 2014 he came, he started some of his ventures. He got venture. So 15, again he said, let's do something which will not be beaten by uh, foreign companies or pundits. So we got into AI products. Uh, so we started as a healthcare AI product company. So as a parent company, but AI product company. But then AI product for India was very early for India. Healthcare AI product. So while evangelizing that, we came in contact with uh, Simply Labs founders, very good friend. He introduced us there. He said, uh, you guys are evangelizing it and I don't know about your product, but your content and delivery. Why don't you create content for SugiLan? And they are hunting for content in US, which is very costly. We ended up becoming their e-content providers. They used to white label everything and then sell it forward. And then similar such happens, uh, some strengths happen with Manipal and others. But then we saw that there's a lot of lacunas there. So they don't own the content, they don't own the delivery and then in the trainer sessions, the trainers don't want to teach math. Without math, AI won't exist. So we started our own program. So since last five years, we have been training adults. But this pandemic came and everybody said that pandemic may prove to be a boon for e-learning. But on the contrary, uh, adults have stopped. So Adults say that whenever we open our systems, work is staring at us. We would rather work and sustain our job instead of upskilling and trying for the most. But some of these students, adult students said that why don't you teach our kids? So somebody has said uh, in, in venture circles, venture funding circles that if your product is good, your community will take out the product. So they will ask you the product and you can pivot and get it out. So that's what happened. So they said that why don't you teach our kids? Because they have taken to online schooling anyway. So now they are very open to that. So we started training. We toned down our programs to children's department. and uh, we have about forty kids right now in about uh, four to five months time, and mostly through word of mouth, uh, some inbound queries on our CS market. So CS is in inspired is uh, market. So self smart market side, we have some inbound queries. So mostly word of mouth, about so, so yeah. So uh, children's program started, and uh, our USP is that industry professionals themselves are teaching. So these adult people who have been learning with us, they are working in companies like Oracle, Capgemini, Vivical Technologies, and many others. So these people have been very passionately connected to us and they've been learning or upskilling or uh, doing all sorts of projects and uh, courses with us. So they said we would like to volunteer. So since it is coming from horses now, it becomes very relevant. Every, every person teaching knows why a character in a code is there what absence or presence of it will make a difference. So they started teaching, so that is our USP. Second is, uh, we have our AI lab, which is a open platform for anybody to join. And uh, people can come there, create proje- products and projects, and they they can list it on their profile, but those products come into our portfolio, and they are using our So India's first open AI lab. Oh,
1: that's great.
2: So, so we, Envision to create an AI app store by kids for all So, once a student goes to a program, so Python, Machine Learning and Deep Learning. So, Deep Learning is the first step, uh, first basic step a company requires for getting hired. So, you should have knowledge of Deep Learning. And we feel that children can learn Deep Learning to a large extent, not to very advanced, but large extent, where they will become at least employable to the certain extent that they can get paid and touch school students or Right out of school, first or second year, students are getting paid in So it will give a very, very strong potential add to their profile. And so, so these, we did a showcase by kids for kids recently on 24th April. About 13 kids participated. They were presenting very, like, very, very nicely. They presented some projects and products which were kind of beyond our expectations. So these were kids from 6 to 11 standard. So somebody is talking about logistics regression and machine learning. Somebody is talking about pattern designing through Python or pattern designing through machine Uh, one kid from US is, is an NRI. created geometric calculator. So that, that's a very good, uh, product to be created. So he, he live demoed it. How, how he created it. What is the kind of how and all And it was attended by 50-60 people across the world. Right from US to Australia. and we appreciated it that students are doing it. Very young students, in school, students, they are doing it and from school. So we, we feel that, and we have been doing this every quarter. Now next one is the 126 school. And, uh, so generally, like one of the parents also said that we generally ask as students or ask our as children to excel in their school or college, to beat everybody else and go ahead. But when they reach corporate level, team productivity is required. Here they fail. Only people who have been in team environment earlier, they, so why don't you create team projects? So now, mm. now that is being applied. So we will be doing some project uh, development as well as showcase over webinar.
1: So what is the age group so, of these kids?
2: This is 10 to 18 years
1: old. So 10 year old kid can, uh, will be ready to do? So 10, 10, to 11 year old
2: kid is able to understand it to a large extent, uh, but they are slow, so in understanding, but they are able to do and they get, uh, They also get thrilled out of it. So we have, uh, NRI kid in Scotland. His father is in government services there. And he created rock, paper, scissor game on Python. Which is, which is interesting for everybody. So even kids were hooked to the program right from beginning till end. Whereas we thought that they will come and they will present or they will, and they will go away. But they were right there in two and a half hour, even right from beginning to end. And they were appreciating that this was
1: good, this was. This was okay, possibly I did not understand. All of those kind of things. Is there any selection criteria which you guys do for these kids? Or like each and every kid who shows interest will be taking
2: it? We generally do trial class. In trial class, we are able to make out which kid is understanding, which kid is not understanding. So some of the students who have come from, like they have done Scratch or other programs earlier in uh, a proof Sometimes they are fascinated by animation. So animation, gaming. They are looking forward to do something that is more animation-oriented. That I want to create this. Will it be created or not? So they ask us, where is the animation? I am not seeing that. But there is no animation. It is hardcore backend coding. Animation is what you need to create. You should be able to create a animation or a logo or a, or a character where instead of uh, actually moving that character from one place, so that comes later, much later. So animation is generated by coding. So we are trying to piece that instead of, uh, moving a character here and So those kids are generally slow, very, very slow in understanding the coding part. We tell their parents, uh, upfront that he or she is more fascinated towards animation. Maybe you can get them to do some drawing of programs instead of this. But when they are insistent, then we let them in. Otherwise, uh, there is no other. Selection so, Vishal,
1: like, uh, by learning uh, AI for this age, mm-hmm. case, like, thinking, how mm-hmm. is that going to help the kids? See, now, uh, I have spoken to many
2: MDs of various IT companies. So, uh, I know a gentleman, he is MD of, one of the MDs of Yamaha company in India. And he says it is here to stay for the next five decades. So, all the jobs that you see in the market right now, whether it is a small company or a large company, they are saying even if it is a web development and web development job is there, they will say web developer required, knowledge of Python and machine learning will be a plus. So ultimately everything is being taken care of by machine. You, If you write Gmail, you will see some letters have been, some words have been suggested by Gmail uh, on every sentence that you write. So That is machine learning. It has understood your style of writing and it has got trained by billions of emails across the world. And now that is coming into play. It has also started suggesting if you just type in frequently frequent receiver from you, if you type its name on the email uh, to line, it will automatically suggest you a subject line. So that's a new one from the email. So now every kid is exposed to mobile. They are playing with mobile, they are calling with mobile, they are... They are doing all sorts of things with that. So, they are seeing facial recognition happening. They are seeing voice recognition happening. Google, Alexa, Alexa, Siri and whatnot. So, if they are able to create those kind of application, it gives a very good moral and confidence boost to their egos. So, like in that video showcase, webinar showcase, one he created from for English to French translation, third grader. So, even we were taken away that how will a third grader do this? So, the story is that she was after a doll. She wanted to buy from him. It was 2000 rupees. Obviously, 2000 is very high price for a doll. And there, her parents were saying no again and again. So one fine day, she stopped saying that. But her mother is a coder, AI coder. So she said, "Ma'am, uh, for me, you are always talking about coding, coding AI and what not. Can't we do something that we can translate a language from one to another?" She said, "Yeah, that should be possible. That shouldn't be very difficult." So she said, "Teach me if you can." So he taught her for two three hours and then two weeks passed but after two weeks he again started insisting that i want that doll now the father was frustrated he said i have already told you you cannot buy it it's very costly and what will you do with that doll it, it talks french you won't understand he says now i will understand how he says i have the app you, who, who got you that app where did you get it? He said, I, I created it how did you create it so he showed all the program with with her mom's uh, instruction and her inquisitiveness, she was able to create a French to English translator app. So we demoed her skill on that webinar and everybody was fascinated. She had shown dolls, what kind of library she has used, what kind of uh, output or input she was getting. All that is shown. So these are motivation for kids. If they want something, they will do it. If they don't want anything, they will not do it. Whatever you say.
1: Correct.
2: And it's really a great uh, instance what you show, showcase. like. Another thought course is why we thought kids will be able to do it. We got one kid in our AI lab. When, when we did not have kids program, we got one uh, student uh, after his spell, So he came to our Gurgaon seminar and he was asking PhD level questions in, com- uh, in computer vision, in deep learning. So presenter said, why are you doing this? Uh, he was from Thapar Institute, uh, PhD fellow. We asked these questions to our professor. So, he he, he said that, ma'am, whatever you are teaching here is fit stuff. I have already done it. So, he is a 12th person. So, so I asked that presenter, will he join our AI lab? Like, we have a subscription. He said, no, he will not join. He is very far beyond this. So, we pursued and he joined. He paid us just 5,000 rupees for a quarter. And uh, he gave a lot of presentations in this. And we have been paying him since last two years some five to 20,000 rupees per month. He must have already got about two two 2.5 lakh plus. So, he is kind of product lead for us. And you name it, you talk about the topic. He says, uh, he, you may say that I don't understand what is this in AI. He, he will just say, give me two weeks. And after two weeks, he will give you a presentation. You ask any question under the sun in that topic. He will answer you with satisfaction, with all calculation and everything. And so, we thought that if this kid can do this, at least others can reach deep learning level, which is a hiring point in, in, a, in a company. And if that happens, then we are looking at very, very huge manpower. In AI, manpower is the biggest issue. So that is the idea. That's how we started this PS market. Great.
1: So Vishal, my next question is like, uh, uh, there is a lot of listeners, audiences who are listening to this podcast, who have an idea, who, if they're planning to start something in the AI space, So, what are the different options available to them? What would you recommend?
2: See, I suggest, uh, I've been always uh passionate entrepreneur and I always suggest that you should first volunteer with a maybe similar or slightly uh, similar or maybe any any AI company. Just volunteer your services for it. Don't take anything but try to get involved in all possible discussions they are having. The the, uh, quantum of knowledge that you will gain there, you will not get elsewhere. You may say that I will hire developers and I will create an AI company. That will be very, very difficult. As I said, there is a lot of talent. You will not get them easily. You will not be able to pay them well. If whatever you pay them, they will have a second job which will be paying higher than, higher than you. It will be very difficult to retain, retain them. But the knowledge that you gain while volunteering in a company, that's how I started in AI space as well. So I volunteered my services for 10 months and uh, that's where I got hooked to AI. So, this is what I would say. Don't try to jump onto it by hiring people. You will be left. Okay. So you'll be losing a lot of money and time, but, uh, in, in the, in between somewhere, you will be left in luck. You'll be thinking what to do. I have invested so much of money. but now that
1: I left. That's great. So uh, volunteering and understanding whether we really they are interested in that particular domain, they'll get to know step They are in that way. So, Vishal, one final message to all my, aunt audiences who are entrepreneurs in different domains so what do you feel according to you is the uh, important aspect as an entrepreneur what they should keep in mind when they start and then they are in this journey.
2: Eccence okay. is, uh, mm-hmm. is one word I would summarize it with. Mm-hmm. You may say that uh, many times I ask people that uh, okay you started this venture how much time are you giving it? Sometimes they say two years three years but don't Start anything if you have less than 5 years. So, 5 years is the time it will take you to at least start getting some recognition in the industry that you exist. That's when people will start giving you some business. So obviously, some some business will come out much earlier, but some business means with recognition that these guys are good. And 10 years is what it will take to succeed if you persist. If you leave in between, you have lost all that time and energy. So, in my previous ventures, E2 value I closed in 2 years. At that time, Angel and VC funding okay. was not known. 2005, I closed. 2007, card came in and got funded, right? So, if I would have sustained by then, I would have got in VC funding or whatever. Uh, second stint, uh, Hellstead, we started in 2007 to 12. We closed in five years. If we would have persisted, whoever started at that time with us is either funded or very profitable and have large people. 100 to 150 people, teams, they have become. But we closed it in five years. So this time we are here to to say we are not going in. So we have gone to six years now. This is six year running and we will continue. So ten years is what it will take. So don't don't start something to give it two years You will you will not you will not be doing just three years time it's,
1: it's really a great message, Michelle, because as you told that most of the people whom I have met because I am also just started this uh, two years back exploring and stuck with one or two things as of now because during this exploration phase we just tend to get interest and good at this and good at that so which one to do so what is that period which we have to keep if uh, one idea we are working on consistently for more than a year and uh, we have not got any good results so what do you feel that that idea should be continued or we should i mean or we should navigate or in between our ideas. What is the, how we should look
2: at that? First. Yeah, I would say very good question. So I got it uh, a response from my friend uh, recently. I would say two years back. So he's a hardcore seller and he says that you should be a business house instead of a business. If you are a business fan, you are talking about one idea all the time, but which may not have a market. You have to create a business house where you have lots of ideas being worked upon parallelly something will stick. It's kind of, we say like internally, you don't know, you you throw 100 types of paints on the wall, you don't know which one will stick. Whichever sticks, you have to go with that. So you can say possibly, let's give, give it an example. So you start a grocery business, but will you only sell home-cooked meals, uh, vegetables or exotic vegetables or something that is sold in hotels or five-star hotels? Or would you also supply to Airlines, or will you be only selling into home market? So, you have to go in peripheries of your core idea. You don't know what will stick. Yeah. So, if you if you just stick to one idea, you will be spending a lot of time and energy on it, but only to find it does not have a market fit for long.
1: It's a very valuable insight, Vishal. Uh, so, are in the beginning stages, it's always recommended to do have that parallel uh, things if they have different uh, choices of uh, doing their business. Yeah.
2: Persistence and uh, uh, time. So time is what you need to live and and keep looking at what else why and what else around the core idea. What what around the core and core idea uh is a periphery what you can look at and why that idea. Are you getting some why from the market that reduced stick so like we started with adult education. We uh, moved into kids education. So uh, that adults education is still on, but kids education. Is now we are also doing some product development around it. Since we are AI company, so we are also doing product development around edutech products or healthcare AI products and all those. So, you don't know what to stick. So keep on looking at what next and what else. On the periphery.
1: That's really great, Vishal. And I would like to thank you for giving your one hour time and sharing your Uh, insights uh, about your entrepreneurial
2: journey. Thank you.
0: Hey, awesome people, if this episode has inspired you, please leave your review and don't forget to share to your friends and family on social media. Also, do follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Until my next episode, don't forget to impact, influence and live a life of your own legacy. Your host, Shekna here, signing off for now.